If this doesn't save. <laughs> it's live, it's live, okay. <laughs> uh, Alright, so I'm running Manjaro Budgie. Um, it's a, uh, it's pretty great, Ricky. I love this distro. Um, it's yeah. not quite my favorite distro because there's, yeah. um, there's one that I, I've uh, found that's like really, really great. It's called Sol Solus Budgie. Yeah. Um, it's a little. It's a, it's like a mix between GNOME and KDE, and that it has the stability of GNOME, which yeah. and the customizability of KDE. Because oh, KDE, so you. So you remember how I was going on and on about KDE when I was trying it the other day? Yeah, yeah. And the problem is it's just not stable. It's not. It um, there's so many bugs, and it's not. It wasn't <laughs> just Kubuntu either. It, it um, yeah. Uh, KDE on Fedora was just as bad. Um, yeah. I don't know. How, I mean, a lot of people like that. I mean, there's just so much you can do with KDE, but it's just so buggy. Yeah. Um. So I tried Solus Budgie and. Uh, it's just so good, and this is Manjaro. It's my first uh, to attempt at Arch Linux, which is one of the mo more difficult to yeah, install. Yeah, I've heard about that, but I still haven't tried it yet. Um, it's um, regular Arch Linux is installed completely through the command line, um, yeah. which I wasn't quite confident enough to try. Um, mainly because I figured I'd just fuck it all up. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, but Manjaro and uh, Antigros both have uh, GUI installers, so it wasn't quite too oh, bad. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this, I have this brand new Dell laptop that came with Windows on it, right? Mm -hmm. And I went through and I completely deleted Windows on it and put, um, I think I started off with uh, Ubuntu. Mm -hmm. um, because it has a UEFI booter, the, the UFI. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's really terrible, like, security software that they put on your hard drive, so it makes it hard <laughs> to boot from USB keys. Um, so I had to turn off the that and go back to the legacy boot mode. Mm -hmm. um, and then I put on Ubuntu, right? And then I went to yeah. another distro and another distro, and I found one that, you know, I just didn't like. So I was like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna take this back to Windows and see if I can't finally figure out how to dual boot on, the, on a UFI. UEFI system. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh, turns out I can't reinstall Windows at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, so when I, apparently when I formatted the hard drive, I changed the type of partition to something that oh, okay, doesn't okay. support. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't been able to figure out how to change it back to the yeah. more specific. Because in order to change it back to the one that Windows supports, I have to have UF, UEFI back on, yeah. uh, which means that I can't boot from a can't Windows just... key. Oh, okay. Um, it's... So I was going to say, can't you just set it in the BIOS to UEFI, and then it would tell well, you that yeah, it's then I can't... format the disk? Right. But the problem is, in order to get back to a place where... So if I turned on UA, UEFI... Yeah. I'd have to be able to boot from a USB key in order to format the... Yeah, you still hardware. can. You still I haven't been able to figure out how. how. Really? Because we've got, we've got a couple machines here that are U UEFI, and I've booted from USB. So, like, I, I figured out how to get to a boot menu, but when UEFI yeah. is on, it won't read anything yeah. from a 
a USB. Yeah, you have, you have to look in the BIOS because you said you have a Dell machine, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you go into the BIOS, even if it's in UEFI, there's somewhere, I can't remember where it might be under like the boot, um, the boot options, like boot order or something, you can specify like. Right, but have this machine USB. for some reason turns off. So once Uf- UEFI is turned back on, yeah, it disables everything having to do with legacy. So it turns off boot order. It turns off yeah. um, the boot mode or, or boot yeah. menu. So yeah. I can't get in there and change any of that stuff. I don't know. I'm re- I've been yeah. Googling it. It's not a big deal because I, my uh, main yeah. desktop is back to Windows, um, yeah. which was a pain in the ass because I had to start out. <laughs> well, no, see, see, my main desktop, I'm dual booting. I have uh, yeah. I have Ubuntu oh, okay. on there and Windows. I, I, yeah. The problem is I can't, I can't not have some Windows. Um, yeah, and we can blame Adobe for that. Um, I use you know, I use Photoshop. I use Audition. I use Premiere. Oh, and, okay. the, and I don't care what any of the Linux fanboys say. There's just nothing on Linux that, that compares to Adobe Audition. Yeah. Um, and okay, so the nearest. So I asked a few people that I follow on Twitter who are big Linux guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that. Uh, you know, is there an audio editing program on Linux that is similar to Premiere? And their their response was Audacity. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Audacity recently, Ricky? It's yeah, still, yeah. Yeah, oh, you not recently. But. You want to know what? It still looks the same as the last time you saw it because it looks like it was developed in 1995. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if it looks exactly as it looked when it was developed, maybe for Windows 3.1. Um, it's, it's terrible. Um, I'd actually be better off uh, editing audio in the command line t- terminal. I wonder if there's a way to do that. Like, I know you can, like, I, I saw a web browser in a terminal the other day. Like, it's yeah. all text. Um, oh, yeah, I've seen that, too. Like, W3M. It's like, I, I don't think I want that. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a nerd. I'm just not quite that much of a nerd. Okay, so in case you haven't noticed, we've actually started the podcast. Um, this is, uh, but I mean, this ties in nicely to our topic anyways. So, yeah. So, um, I don't really have an intro for this podcast, Ricky. Um, yeah. normally I'd say, Hey everybody, welcome to the Linux podcast. I'm so sick of doing that. So I just decided to just start talking. <laughs> uh, I'm Matthew Weber. That's Ricky Williams. We're started. Today's topic is why hasn't Linux gone mainstream? And I have some really good answers for this, Ricky. And yeah. I'm going to come up right now and say that the, one of the reasons why is because Linux, every Linux distro has this terrifying way of installing and booting. Uh, at some point, it shows you scrolling text, right? And every once in a while, you'll see the word fail or error, and it just scares the living daylights out of you. Because um, you're like, what do you mean error? I mean, did you delete all my information? I mean, it's it's if Windows did that, people would be going terrified. It'd be like showing the blue mm-hmm. death every time your your computer booted up. Yeah. And I, now, obviously, that's not the main reason because you actually have to try Linux in order to see be terrified by the scrolling black screen of text. Um, <laughs> but if you're you know, say you were interested in Linux, but you're not really a techno guy. You know, and you got into there, and you finally got you know you're installing 
Ubuntu and you see the scrolling list of text in a command line, it I can just kind of I, I can just feel. I mean, it scares the crap out of me every time I turn my computer on, and I see the scrolling text or whatever. And mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you have those brackets with the green OK in the middle. You yeah, know what I'm talking yeah. about. And, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then you see one that says failed. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like, does that mean my yeah. computer's never going to turn on again? Is my computer going to explode? <laughs> um, it scares the shit out of me. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I think yeah. it hasn't gone mainstream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so that and choice. All right. So there's uh, – all right. So do you remember back when we were, like, probably Tech Weekly on the other podcast, Ricky? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I made a um, – a metaphor about spaghetti sauce. <laughs> uh, so, so I mean, this has to. This just has to be five years ago. Um, I mean, this is ages and ages ago, and, yeah. and that's how. I mean, we've been doing a podcast together for seven years, oh, almost yeah. eight years. That's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, I know it's insane. Um, so, I mean, obviously, this one's newer, but on the old other podcast, we, we went through a whole bunch of different iterations. Um, but it's just—it's kind of shocking that at least five years ago I was still talking about spaghetti sauce. It was around <laughs> the same time that I got into heavy rain. Yeah, we're talking about heavy rain. Oh um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyways, I think one of the reasons why Linux hasn't gone mainstream is kind of like salad dressing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go into the or, or cereal, cereal is another good good uh, example mm-hmm. metaphor of this. You go into the grocery store, you walk into the salad dressing aisle, and what do you see? You see 50,000 different kinds of ranch dressing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the best one? You don't know. Yeah. So what do you end up doing? You end up going with the one that's the cheapest. Yeah. Or the one that you know is the most popular. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean it's the best, but there's just so many different choices. And Linux is kind of like that. Now, in the last month since our last episode... I have tried approximately 10 different distros. Uh, <laughs> seems like every day. Yesterday, I installed Manjaro, which is what I'm using now. And I'm very, very impressed um, so far with the stability. I mean, we're recording a podcast on Linux, something that we didn't think we were going to be able to do, because mm-hmm. at least me, because I'm an idiot, so I wasn't able to figure it out. But I figured it out. I mean, you know, Manjaro is a, a distribution based on Arch Linux, which is one of the more difficult um, and more you know, complex Linux distros. Um, but I've also installed uh, Ubuntu Budgie. Mm-hmm. I've installed Kubuntu, regular Ubuntu, uh, uh, Ubuntu GNOME. Um, I've installed um, Solus Budgie. I think I might have already said that. Um, I installed Fedora KDE. I installed Fedora GNOME. Uh, this is all within the last month. Um <laughs> And see, expect, all right, so another per- thing about my personality is, Ricky, when we were running a tech blog, remember how I changed the theme? <laughs> Every, Every week? Okay. Uh, uh, that's what Linux has become to me. Is yeah. I can't settle on one because, I mean, each one has these awesome different features. Like, I really enjoy uh, this Manjaro budgie, yeah. but it's not quite as customizable as Solaris budgie or Solus yeah. budgie. Yeah. Well, you can't add panels. You can't edit the panels that are already there. Um, it, it, it doesn't come pre-set up so you can put icons on the desktop even. It's more like mm-hmm. GNOME in that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I've had a hard time. I, I think one of the reasons why it hasn't gone mainstream is there's so many different choices. Mm -hmm. um, how are you supposed to pick the right one? And even if you go on YouTube or Google or whatever and say best YouTube distros, I mean, you're, you're going to come up with a list of the same ones. I mean, everyone's going to mm -hmm. say Ubuntu uh, yeah, or, I mean, or most the of them. mainstream ones. Yeah, they're going to choose Ubuntu yeah. or they're going to um, mint cinnamon. I, I, I've seen that a lot. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not going to tell you to install Arch right away because, I mean, Arch is, you know, yeah. completely command line installer. But, I mean, there's just so many different opinions as to what's the best. There's so many different ways yeah. to install it. It's just so confusing for the regular beginning. I mean, I, 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 if I try to tell my mom how to install Linux, she'd look at me like I was a moron because <laughs> um, there's no way she'd leave Windows. I mean, I tried it. There was a, a, a cloud-based Linux called... Mm -hmm. Jolly or something like that, mm -hmm. and it was basically Chrome OS before Chrome OS was really good. Yeah, um, it was you know just a browser and web apps, um, and I like this is perfect for my mother because that's all she does is is use Chrome. I mean she doesn't yeah. leave it ever. Um, she hated it. She despised it. I mean literally it was the same UI that she deals with every day. But the, you know the startup was different because there was you yeah. know these big gigantic buttons for menus and it looked yeah. different. She hated it, um, and I think that's, I mean, for the vast majority of people who use Windows and Mac, they're so used to that one way of doing things. Yeah. Um, and even if they considered switching, they just it was just too much choice. Um, so what about you, Ricky? Why do you think? Okay, so I've, I've got a whole bunch of things. Okay, so when I consider uh, mainstream, I think of Windows and Mac OS, okay? So now, if you compare it to those two, um, at one point it was cheaper because Linux is free. So compared to Windows, where you're shelling out 150 to $300 for an upgrade, while free is cheaper. And Mac used to cost some money. I think it was like twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah, but now, yeah, yeah. But now Mac is free. Um, but the thing, even still, that you're contending with with Linux, why it still has a good um, thing to it is that Linux works on all types of hardware. Whereas Mac, you get up into the higher OSs, it starts dropping off the bottom end hardware. Which you know that that's just how it works. You're you're adding features, and you know the lower end hardware can't take it. Whereas Linux, you can load it on all this older hardware. That's what has always been known about Linux. Now, like you, when I decided to try Linux, I I bought a new Dell laptop. Um, I wiped Windows out, and I uh, installed Ubuntu. I also wanted to install Kali because the whole point that got me into Linux was that I, uh, I'm studying um, uh, penetration testing. Um, so the thing for me, when, when I look at, you know, how I've installed it and stuff, like when you say mainstream, you're talking about users who are, um, you know, they're not technically savvy per se, like not all of them. There's a wide range. Um, the thing is, so first you consider the hardware. I bought a brand new Dell laptop. So you're thinking brand new, it's got like 16 gigs of RAM, nice new processor, the uh, monitor's nice, this should be great. Okay, I load up uh, Ubuntu, well the Wi-Fi doesn't work 
because the driver is different than the stock driver that comes with Ubuntu. So now I had to go online and look up how to fix this. Well, for some people where they only have one computer, the Wi-Fi doesn't work. Now they don't have online capability. Now they got to go out to the library, to a friend or whatever, come back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so right off the bat, you're talking about you can't even just buy a Dell laptop or run into the store and buy a Toshiba laptop, load this thing up, and it's going to work. You know what I mean? That's one strike there. Um, there is a uh, manufacturer, System76, and they produce laptops specifically for Linux. Everything works. All the drivers are there. But you're talking about $3,000 and up like there's yeah, no pricing, right? yeah there's no thousand dollar laptop you know what i mean like you can't compare it to dell um so that's that then you move on to the software side of things okay windows you know um this is where linux used to be okay because you know back in the day with sushi and fedora um you used to be able to get it on a disc Okay, now things have, you know, no one does disks anymore, not even Windows. The problem is Windows. You download um, a thing, put it on the USB, boom, that's all she wrote. Mac, you don't even need, you just, you know, hit your option key and the Mac automatically knows as long as it has an internet connection, it will download the OS and install it. You don't even need a USB key. Linux? I tried. I had a I had a USB key. I downloaded the ISO. I should have been set. Uh, how do I get the ISO onto the USB key? Because it's not understanding. I had to Google. I had to figure out that in the uh, terminal you have to put in these commands that will format the key in a file system that Linux understands, and then the ISO will be written to it. Like. Who in mainstream is going to know to do all that? Uh, on top of that, I wrecked like two USBs because while writing, um, I don't know if the write was too fast or too slow or the file system or I wrote because I did a couple different distros. Maybe I wrote too many, whatever. Um, then I went and I had Ubuntu. It was on my machine. I said, okay, now I want to do with Kali. I did it one way. That didn't work. I had to go to the forum. I had to write. On the forum, no one else knew how to do it. I ended up trying it. I installed Ubuntu fresh, and then I installed Kali, whereas before I was installing Kali and then Ubuntu, and I had to format the hard drive in a specific way where I divided it in half so that, you know, Ubuntu would see its half and, and then Kali would see the empty space. Like, when you're talking about mainstream, these are all things that make it, it will never make mainstream. I think if Linux distros, like the famous ones like Ubuntu, Mint, um, Fedora, if they were to you know, put the ISO image onto USBs that they do, and you go to the site and it says, you know, hey, um, you know, just put in your address and we will ship you the USB key. All you have to do is pay for shipping and it will be there in a day. 
a lot of people, rather than the three days it would take them to look up this info online and format their USB key, they would do it and it, that would go a lot further. But I think until they start getting drivers together where you can just buy any laptop or desktop from any manufacturer, toss Linux on and everything's good, that's going to hamper them. Um, you know, you're talking about also things like, hey, I got this Dell, I loaded up Linux, and then, you know, a BIOS update came out. And, you know, Linux forums say, hey, this BIOS update is great. Now, you know, a whole bunch of things work, but the BIOS doesn't flash in Linux. <laughs> now you got to figure out how the hell am I going to flash this laptop? Like for me, when I had the first Dell laptop, I took the hard drive with Windows out completely. I put in a totally new hard drive. My reasoning is if I didn't like Linux or whatever, I could just swap the old hard drive back in. No muss, no fuss. So how did I end up flashing the BIOS after trying a million and one things? Put the old hard drive in, boot it into Windows, flash the BIOS, switch back to my Linux disk. Um, you know, they've got things like Wine, so you can run EXE for programs and stuff. Um, you brought up a good point. You know, like you're looking for a replacement for Photoshop. Well, there's GIMP. Hey, I know Photoshop like a boss. And I can honestly say GIMP, I was barely able to figure out how to crop and do stuff. Like, you know, Photoshop to a beginner has a, like a huge curve. So if I can master that, sure, I could sit down for a month or two and probably figure GIMP out. But if you're coming from Windows or something and you want a replacement, like, you don't want to sit down for a month and figure out how to use GIMP. You know what I mean? Yeah, GIMP is terrible. I don't know. I mean, people sing its praises because, you know, it's, oh, it's free uh, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's open source and it's, you know, it's great. And um, while those things are fantastic attributes for something to have, um, it doesn't automatically make it good. Um, yep. Now, I understand. I, Trust me, if I could find an alternative to Photoshop on Windows uh, or, or Linux um, that, you know, was free, I would jump at it for a second because, I I, I mean, it's it's $60 a month. I mean, that's an, an, an atrocious amount of money to pay for any software, yeah. um, especially when you're not using it for, you know, something that makes Everything you money. Makes right? you money, yeah. So, I mean... It, it's it's an expense that doesn't really make sense, but there's just nothing out there that compares. Um, GIMP just doesn't do it. Now, on the Mac side, at least, there's a lot of Mac software that compares to it. There's um, um guy who went totally blank. Um, well, there's Intensify, which is... Right, and then there's uh, that. There's um, also, what is it, Pro... There's also, like, um, Pixel, Pixel Mate or Pixel... Yeah, Pixel Mater, that's it. Pixelmator, yeah, like like that's yeah. that's. I mean, it's, sure, it's not as powerful as Photoshop, but it looks good. It's easy to figure out, you know. So Mac is a lot easier to find something that's alternative to to the Adobe products. Where Windows is just not that thing, and and on Linux, there's it's not even close. I mean, yeah. when you're when you're talking about finding an audio editing program, uh, and they point you towards Audacity, um, and now I'm like I said. It's open source or whatever. It's uh, you know it's stable and it does work. Um, it has all the features of Adobe Audition. It's just not as you know that UI is not as friendly. It's not as well 
designed. It's not polished. It's it, yeah. it looks old and it feels old. It feels like it was designed in the 1990s. And that's the thing is that it was mm -hmm. designed in the 1990s. So, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. It's, so there's a couple things you talked about, Ricky, that I want to talk about. First of all, yeah. is you're absolutely right about the drivers. Um, although I haven't had any problems with Wi-Fi drivers, uh, just graphics card drivers and display drivers is just, mm. I mean, it, it's not a good situation on Linux. Oh, oh yes, I can it, attest to that. It's just, it's just, it's just not. It, um, I mean, because you know, you have NVIDIA drivers and graphics drivers, and then you have open source versions of those drivers that don't really work. Um, so if you're on older hardware and you're lucky to find a driver that does work, um, chances are it's just not really going to be very good. So especially, and you really notice when your display driver doesn't work very well when you're scrolling on a web page and it looks like it's tearing. Um, mm -hmm. And it happens often, especially on older versions, on older computers, you know. Um, mm -hmm. so, so like I, I have this, the, my main desktop is about 12 years old. Um so, but it has some upgrades, you know, it has, still has the original processor. Um, but, you know, it has 16 gigabytes of, of RAM, and I went through it, and, you know, I, I have a fairly reasonable um, standalone graphics card with two, with two gigabytes of VRAM. You know, so mm. it's, you know, it's not like a, ten, uh, a you know, a top-of-the-line gamer's graphics card, but then this computer mm. can't handle that, so, I mean, I can't really, you know, expect <laughs> it to. Um, but it should work just fine. Um, but... On some of the Linux distros that I've tried, the tearing is just terrible. Um, and then yeah. that's an older hard drive. On this brand new Dell, I installed. Um, oh, I I can't remember what I've tried so many distros in the last month. I can't really remember which was, but one of it was. I mean, this is a brand new Dell. It has integrated Intel graphics, so it's not you know any special graphics card or anything. You know, you think mm -hmm. oh, it's gonna work just fine. You know, no. It, I mean, it, I mean. Sure, the screen turned on, but the scrolling was terrible. Um, yeah, you know, you try to move a a window around, like you click and drag or whatever, and it's like you're living in in in. Uh, you're, you're try, you're, it's like it's like you're trying to run server software on a Raspberry Pi, you know, um, first generation. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not good. Um, I don't know it, that driver situation. It can just really, really yeah. be bad. Um, and, yeah. and the other and, and then, mm -hmm. go ahead, Ricky. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, and then the other thing too, just to add to that. So you know, with Linux, yes, you have great communities, and you can find the answers on forums and stuff. But the thing is that all these threads that are out there that have been out there for years, who cleans them up? No one does. So you know, if you're looking for information, you're finding old ass information. It might not try work. It. Yeah, and it doesn't work. And then you find new information, and you find newer information. It's like, yeah, that information is there, but there's so much that you don't know. So you just end up trying all of them, and it, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's why I, what I found is for some of the things that I've gotten stuck on is YouTube has actually been a better place for me to get information than forums. Oh, okay. but, um, mainly because there's um, so. YouTube does a better job of burying really old information. Uh, yes, so they put they put the newer stuff at the top because it's Google, right? They want you to see the newer stuff that people actually are still going to get paid for. You know, yeah. you know, the older stuff, chances are people still aren't you know maintaining their AdSense accounts or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the newer stuff's at the top, and that's where I get some a lot of my information. Like, like so pretty much every uh, distro has the ability to theme the windows. Uh, so, like, uh, Gnome and Budgie use GTK for themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, like, I think... It, and then there's, like, the Unity Tweak tool for Ubuntu. There's the Gnome Tweak tool for Budgie and, and Gnome. Um, the, 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 I can't rem- remember what... I think uh, Fedora uses those as well. So, I mean, you you, you can go through and, and uh, theme your Windows, but if you want to download themes from the Internet, um, installing those is not actually all that easy. Um, you know, you you think that there'd be like a like a button in the in the appearance menu or whatever where you can install from yeah, a file, like but there's <laughs> right. But there's in uh, specific specifically in in KDE, there's not. They took it away. It's no longer there. Um, in in GNOME based uh, environments, the way you have to do it is through the terminal by moving it from your downloads folder into uh, user slash share slash themes oh. or user slash layers share slash mm-hmm. um, icons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you have to be familiar with. So, so this brings me to the I think to the biggest point of the day, Ricky. I think mm-hmm. um, terminal really is the problem. Uh, for it, it really is the bottleneck. Uh, past the drivers. I mean, if if, mm-hmm. if we can overlook the drivers problem. It's ter- It's the the necessity of being able to learn at least basic functionality in terminal that's going to prevent most people from using Linux, uh, mm-hmm. because there's still things that you have to use terminal to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you know, whether it's installing certain programs like Spotify. Spotify doesn't have. Uh, you know, Spotify is available for pretty much any Linux distro you want, but you can't just download it, install it like you could on Windows. Mm-hmm. You have to get into terminal, and you know. You use apt-get or, you know, EO package or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, distro you're using and, and get it through the terminal. Same thing with um, uh, Chrome. A lot of times Chrome you can't just install. If you're, if you're not using Ubuntu or OpenSUSE mm-hmm. or um, Fedora, if you're using some other distro, you have to do it through, uh, you know, terminal. I mean, all of these are very, very popular, um, you know, applications. I mean, yeah, you can get Chromium. Um, I use Chromium just because it's basically identical to Chrome, and you actually mm-hmm. get a, you know, so it's 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 perfectly fine. But there's no really alternative to Spotify. Um, same thing with the Plex Media Server, which I haven't been able to get to work mm-hmm. um, that well on my main desktop, which is another thing that's preventing me from moving to Windows, um, or moving from Windows. Um, so I mean, if you if you have to learn Terminal. You know, no, nobody's saying you have to go in and you have to become an expert at terminal, but mm-hmm. you know, you have to, you know, you have to know the the basics the to basics. install things and move mm-hmm. things around. Yeah. And most people aren't willing to do that. They want a GUI, um, yeah. and and that's just the way it's always going to oh be. I think um, most people just are never going to learn. I mean, for us nerds, using mm-hmm. the terminal is awesome. I mean, we we mm-hmm. love getting the terminal terminal and learning commands and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, for my mother, and you know, she would uh, probably shoot me if I tried to get her to use the terminal. <laughs> um, it would be, it, it, be justified too, because I mean, nobody should. You shouldn't have in this day and age. If you're just if you're wanting to be mainstream, you shouldn't have to go back to MS DOS. Just uh, and I mean, can you imagine mm-hmm. where Windows would be right now if, if, in order to install a program, you had to open up 
the command line or MS DOS <laughs> like it was in Windows ninety, you know, XP or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody would ever install a program. It just those programs would never exist. Um, mm-hmm. it, it has to be a GUI, um, and that's the biggest problem. So, um, anything else to say on this, Ricky? Before we move to the picks of the week? No, I think I think we've pretty much covered it. All right. So, my pick of the week is Plank. Now. When I t- when Ricky took a look at this, he messaged me and asked me what the fuck is Plank, um, uh, and I'm surprised you don't know Plank, Ricky. Plank is a doc, like Mac OS doc. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. That's, that's what Plank is. Yeah, uh, I know. Isn't there one called Docker or something? Like I believe that? there is. There's also a new one that. Uh, so, in the next main version of Ubuntu, when they go to mm-hmm. you know. They're going to be creating a doc out of something called Latte, I think. Oh, okay. It's, it's brand new. Yeah. Um, I really want to try that, but it's only available right now for KDE and Plasma. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyway, because frankly, yeah. I will say and this. You know what? Yeah, you just brought up another good point too, which I forgot is the upgrade. Like right now, I'm on Ubuntu sixteen four, I think. And like Windows, Mac, when it's upgrade time, you just do the upgrade. It upgrades your machine. All your files are there just like normal. But in Linux, like, I mean, I maybe, I'm not a Linux head, an old Linux hat, so maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. But it feels like every time there's a new one, it's like either you don't upgrade, so you just stay on the distro you have, or if you upgrade, it's like back everything up, wipe everything, install, and then restore. Yeah. Go ahead. I just you reminded well, me of that. Just along those lines, there are some Linux distros that are rolling releases. Like I think OpenSUSE is one. Yeah. Um, and those don't come out in major versions. Those you just update and just keep going. Um, yeah. But you're right. In Ubuntu, it doesn't seem that that's the case. Um, anyway, so so Plank obviously it's free. Um, it's good. Um, it's the I think it's the best dock out there right now that's available across distros. Um, but it's not very customizable. So like you can't. There's no easy way uh, if you have multiple monitors to put it mm-hmm. on both monitors. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it, but you have to be comfortable with the command line. Um, mm-hmm. and I I haven't been quite comfortable enough to do it because I don't want to you know ruin my whole computer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know I'm getting I'm getting a little bit more comfortable. Um. It's also, um, I mean, it has the the regular functions like um, you put it on different sides of the screen. You can, you know, pretty much put you can put like the, a, a trash icon there. One thing that really bothers me that you can't do is put an application launcher in there. So like, uh, there's no icon in any of the dishes that I found um, mm-hmm. that use Plank for me to put uh, a, an icon there to, that would yeah, launch yeah, like launch a, it. An, a launcher or an application yeah. menu or something like that. Now, uh, GNOME doesn't use uh, Plank, um, but they have, and and same thing with Ubuntu, they don't use Plank. They're gonna they have they have a, a little icon that will bring up the launcher. Mm-hmm. But if you're mm-hmm. just installing this on your own, there doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be a way to do that, and that really bothers me. Um, so there, I mean, there's some problems with it, but it's still it's really nice. Um, it, mm-hmm. it, it reminds me a lot. It, it makes me feel like I'm making my own Macintosh. It's kind of great. <laughs> um, you know, it's, but it's, you know, it's free software, so it's, it's kind yeah. of good. All right, so, Ricky, why don't you tell us about your pick of the week? Uh, so my pick of the week is Telegram, which we've been using um, for the uh, last little while here. So I use an iPhone primarily. 
Um, iOS is great. The thing I love about iOS is the fact that it's on multiple plat uh, platforms, as in I have it on my Mac, and I have it on my iPad, and I have it on my iPhone, which makes it easy because anywhere, any device I'm using... I think you meant iMessage, not iOS. Oh, sorry, iMessage, yes. Um, you know, any anywhere uh, that uh, you guys message me, I'll get it. So we've tried different messengers in the past, like Slack and and a couple of others. Can't remember the names. What's and the thing, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing I didn't like is that they were very restricted to the platforms, and that's why I love Telegram because it's uh, available for iOS, Android, Mac OS, Windows, and fucking linux yeah like linux, when yep. i saw that i was like holy shit <laughs> like apple needs to buy these guys and just roll iMessage into this so that it would be everywhere yep. oh would be so awesome it would be good it would be really good and along with that they can buy plex and get rid of fucking <laughs> itunes uh, <laughs> what, what we're having these dreams uh great uh, obviously not gonna happen though. They, they, like their, they like their little lock something. in. Yeah, it's terrible. Bring iMessage to Android, and, and or or here's an idea, Ricky. They could stop deleting my shit on, on iOS, so I won't have to switch to Android the next time I get well, a phone. They they just hate you with that. They do. Um, it's terrible. I mean, they keep deleting my pictures and my contact information. It's yeah. just uh, well, you I, you want to know the funny thing? I know when they tell you this, you're gonna start laughing. But I'm actually considering buying Google Wi-Fi to install in my house. Google Wi-Fi, like, is in the the internet service or the, the no router? the router, the little oh router. right. I, you I know how much I love Google, right? <laughs> but don't the you use is, a, like an Airport Express right now? I do. I use an Airport Extreme and an Express, but they're old. Like, well, yeah, you know, and, and Apple's not going to... Yeah, it. they're not doing anything, right? So the thing is, I could buy the last Airport Extreme, which is one year old, uh, newer than mine, which costs over, like, almost $200, I think. Yeah. Or I could buy a Google Wi-Fi, which just came out. It's a mesh router, so I could buy multiple, and it only costs 180 Yeah. So you know what I mean? And the thing is... Like, in terms of routers, you think security because, you know, there was the whole problem with, I think it was D-Link or Link's, no, Asus or Netgear or something where their routers are all fucked, right? Like, they have, like, the security hole. Um, with Google, I mean, Google is a top dog, like Apple, right? Like, if their routers, like, you know, it would be all over the internet, right? Like, they would have major cake in their face you know what i mean so you you kind of know that they're gonna be updating it and like apple the the router will pick up the update itself rather than you going and downloading this you know bin file and then go in and, you know what i mean so yeah. yeah i cannot believe i'm i'm saying that but that's what i'm looking at <laughs> <laughs> um, so I use an old Netgear router, um, and the reason why I use a net, this Netgear router because it has a so. Um, previous to that, we used like D-Link, and then we used like oh, yeah. Linksys before that. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, like every year and a half or so, it would just die. Mm -hmm. You know, because they were cheap. Um, mm -hmm. So we got this Netgear router, 
um, and it has a lifetime warranty on it. So oh, okay. uh, I have a hard time getting rid of it because, like, you want to know what? It dies. I contact Netgear. I get a new one. You get a new one. <laughs> um, now, granted, I really do want to um, look into the Google one because mm-hmm. I had uh, a, a Wi-Fi or an Apple router a long yeah. time ago. Um, but, see, I think the Google one would actually work better for me because it's probably mm-hmm. more suited towards Windows. Yeah. Um, so, like, like Apple, you, you can you can go through and, and do a lot of stuff on Apple routers on Windows because they have, you know, they mm-hmm. have software or whatever. But it doesn't yeah. feel as native to it as it would, like, on a, on a Mac. On a, on a Mac, yeah. yeah and I well, have see, no Macs. Yeah. So. Well, see, that's the thing. That's the only thing that I that's keeping me from getting the Google Wi-Fi, which I have to look into. Because I've seen that, they, uh, that everything I've seen says the setup is very dumbed down like you can't go in and you know set like uh, i'm just throwing it out i don't know i haven't seen the setup i'm just trying to give an example it the example may not be true but for instance if you wanted to go in and and set up a mac filter like i i've seen not specifically that reference but like the interface is not that advanced where you can go in and configure different things and put yourself on a different subnet and and stuff like that so that's the only thing that's you know i'm kind of thinking you know whether i want to do it yeah all right so that is it for us this week 40 or actually hold on a second we do want to talk about the sketch for a little while because ricky was an idiot (laughs) yeah (laughs) and had another child um, I don't know what the hell he's thinking because I mean he had the first one and he was like really really busy, um, and he decided to do it again. I don't understand. They make contraception for a reason, Ricky. I don't know what your problem is. Um, obviously, I'm one of those people who d- will never expand the human race, and for good reason. They don't want more of me wandering around. Um, but anyways, Ricky's really busy, so we've kind of moved uh, the links cast from twice a month to just once a month. Um, and it will be posted at the end of every month. So that's the reason why you're only seeing one episode a month. This is August's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should be posted by the 31st or so. Um, I just wanted to let you all know that that's the reason why you're not getting weekly updates. Um, <laughs> so because, they can all write in to me. <laughs> so it's Ricky's fault. You can contact him. <laughs> at or with one on Twitter. Uh, if you email, email at the, the linuxcast.com. I will pass that along. All of your hate and death threats, I uh, will pass that right along to Ricky. I'm at MT by MTWB on Twitter. Um, the Linuxcast is at the Linuxcast. Um, and coming up on our next episode, Ricky, I have an assignment for you. You're mm-hmm. going to install Manjaro Budgie, yeah, and you're going no to problem. use it for a little while. Um, yeah, no problem. I don't, I don't care if it's in a virtual machine. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. on a, uh, on hardware. No, I got a fresh hard drive I can install. Um, that's your. You you have a whole month to do it. Yeah. Do it at the beginning of the month and then use it for a little while. That that's what we're going to talk about next time. Is Manjaro, yeah. but Manjaro Budgie. Um, and uh, that's that's that will be a our September episode, and we will see you then. All right, sounds good. Hope you guys enjoyed.